Listeners beware. There's no turning back now. You've entered the Horror Apocalypse Podcast. And welcome to another episode of the Horror Apocalypse, everybody. This is your host, Michael. I'm here with uh, co-host Chris. How's Chris, how you doing today? Oh, fantastic. How are you? Ah, just friggin' ducky. <laughs> so, what have you, what's been, uh, what's been keeping you busy, man? Work's been keeping me busy, man. Um, been, uh, been doing it a lot. Uh, so I, I was uh, able to squeeze in our movie for today, um, and, uh, able to go see, uh, see a movie over the weekend, um. And that's pretty much about it. I've been working uh, ever since. Um, trying to also rest up and uh, get my leg all healed. Stuff like that from uh, from the surgery. So, what's uh, going on by you? Pretty much the same thing. Working my ass off. Um, let's see. Same, it, you know what? Almost exactly the same thing. Squeezed in the movie for today. Uh, last weekend, I took uh, Ian out for his birthday. And went to see Captain Marvel in the theater. And that's pretty much about it. What uh, what you guys? All right, think so of there it? we go. We're all caught up on that. <laughs> what what what'd you guys think of it? A Captain Marvel? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it's it's a good movie. I just, I mean, it's not it's not Iron Man. It's not. Um, it's no Avengers. You know what? I would I would almost go so far as to say I think I liked Black Panther more than I liked uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, I absolutely did. Absolutely did. Black Panther was was fifty times better than this movie. I mean, but. But this movie was was still good, but it just wasn't their best. You know, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can agree with that. So, uh, I actually, the movie I saw this past weekend was uh, Shazam. Um, and that, uh, I have to say, uh, people can say whatever they want about DC movies. Since they decided on not trying to link the movies like uh, Marvel does, um, it's been going a lot better for them. Aquaman's been fantastic, uh, having nothing to do with the other movies. Um, Shazam has been, Shazam was was a really fun ride. It was absolutely worth uh, the money to go see it. We saw it in IMAX. Uh, definitely worth the extra extra couple bucks for it. Uh, the effects were great. It was really funny. Uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely recommend going to see that. Wow. All right. One of the uh, the hosts over at Straight Chillin', Justin, he saw it and in Korea, and he was saying it. It's almost. Uh, I think it was him. Was saying that it's almost like DC is trying to ruin the superhero genre, and then, <laughs> so. <laughs> I did not get that at all. I did not get that at all. The the jokes were really good. Um, it was this movie was it was meant to be lighthearted. It wasn't meant to be, you know, a uh, Iron Man type esque movie. It was just meant to be a very lighthearted, fun ride. You know, and and you have to remember that Shazam himself is a fifteen year old boy. You know, so you have to put your you know go with that mindset too. That there are a lot of kids in this movie. You have to go in the mindset of they're yep they're gonna be doing things that kids do. You know, and saying mm-hmm. things that kids do and stuff like that, and, and acting like kids. So, when you keep that in mind, and the fact of that's where you're going with it, it's really, really fun. I I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I think other people will too. Okay. Well, I want to see it anyway. I mean, it looks like it's fun, and man, they are running that that fucking scene with uh, I'm Batman. Get him, Batman, and throwing the toy <laughs> at the supervillain. Um, they're just running that scene into the ground, and I really want to see it. Yep. That that was uh, that entire ending uh, was was aside from the fact of being 
of the fact, excuse me, for being uh, really worth it. That that scene was pretty funny too. So nice. Okay. Well, <laughs> what uh, what have you got for news for us? What do I got for news for us? Um, I don't really have a whole lot of news. Apparently, every everything uh, I thought was news, <laughs> everything I thought was newsworthy, apparently uh, people already knew about. Um, I don't have a lot of time uh, during the day to be able to look up news because I, I have this uh, odd job thing that keeps me working all day. Um, hey, I work too. But, uh-huh. Um, so anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, but the only thing I pulled uh, off of, and I'm stealing this straight off the internet, um, I don't know if anyone's anime fans, but uh, apparently John Cho is going to be starring in a live-action Cowboy Bebop series, which I didn't really think we needed, but apparently we do. Um, so if you're an anime fan, you know, check that out. Uh, also, uh, if you're also a, a superhero fan, any fan of Netflix, uh, Umbrella Academy uh, is getting a, a second season, which I really hope that they would because of the way they left off uh, with it to begin with. So, um, that's about, uh, everything I brought to the table of things that you may or may not have known about already. Um, so, uh, did, wait, did you know about Umbrella Academy? Was that, did you already know that? I can't say, because last time you went off on me. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good point. You can lie. You can completely lie and say that you didn't. I did not know about Umbrella Academy. You son of a bitch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, I don't know if you saw Umbrella Academy. Uh, It was fantastic. Uh, But you you really have to be enjoying the superhero genre to really, really enjoy it. And I I thought it was a fun ride every, every episode. But definitely left you on a cliffhanger, though. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing it, actually. I actually haven't watched any of the, the episodes yet. It's definitely worth it. And it it's it sucked me into it. It was one of those TV shows that you sit down to watch. You go, okay, I'll just check it out. The next thing you know, you're five episodes in. You're wondering what happened to your day. You know, that, that type of show. So. Uh, yeah. Well, for me, um, my news is uh, very childlike, whimsical news. We all know Lion King is, is coming out. I just saw the, the commercial. As of today, Lion King will be out in 100 days. And um, unfortunately, the new trailer revolves heavily around the scene where Mufasa dies. Spoiler, by the way. Um, <laughs> and it's... I had a hard enough time, even now, even now, at, at almost 45 years old, I have a really hard time in the animated version when Mufasa dies and Simba goes down and he's nudging at his paw and, you know, dad, wake up. I, I can't do it. I can't do it now. Put it in photorealistic, uh, animation. I don't know how I'm going to handle that. I'm probably going to be a 45 year old blubbering idiot in the middle of the theater. (laughs) But, uh, there's that, but which is different from any other day. Well, sometimes I'm blubbering because the movie sucks so bad and I'm trying to get everyone in the theater to understand and my wife gets embarrassed and sneaks off to the bathroom never to return. And then there are times where it's a really sad movie. Fair enough. Fair enough. Really, my, my wife hates going to the movies with me now. We we went and saw Solo and at the end of Solo, she like starts applauding and I just... I kind of reached over slowly, put my hands over her clapping hands and put them down into her lap and just <laughs> shook my head like a slow no, 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 no. <laughs> just, it, Devil Bunny was like, well, what, what are you talking about? It was a good movie. I'm like, no, no, stop. <laughs> it, it, I, I will say this much, uh, not entirely in her defense, but a little bit in her defense. It was a fun movie. 
Would I? Would no, I have said no, no? It was a. It was a fun. It was a fun movie. Would I really consider no. it as being? <laughs> would I really no, consider it, it as being like the story of Han Solo, like the origin story of Han Solo? I, you know, I really don't. I really don't buy it. But uh, for a movie, it was a fun movie. That was. That's pretty much all. All I'll throw into it. Well. It... Here's here's the thing for me. Episodes, what was it, eight and nine? Wait a minute. Seven and eight. Seven and eight, sorry, yeah. S- episodes seven and eight sucked. We got Rogue, uh, was it Rogue? Uh, Rogue One. Rogue One. Thank you. Yeah, you're the Star Wars fan. Yeah. Uh, we got Rogue One, and I loved it. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, it was... It was freaking fantastic. I loved the the down play, the down ending. It, it was very reminiscent of Empire for me. Absolutely, absolutely. That and, and, and then, quite honestly, the last five minutes of that movie was worth every penny that you paid for it. Oh that, yeah, definitely, it absolutely was. But then we got seven and eight. We got Solo, and I was expecting Solo to be good because it seemed like the ones that were coming out in the middle of the the uh, episodes were better than the actual episodes, mm. but not this time. Solo was bad. Well, Solo, you have to remember what happened to it, too. I mean, it, it got piecemealed, you know, with two, two different sets of directors, and Ron Howard did what he could do. I mean, he tried using his Opie magic, and apparently uh, Opie can only go so far on this one. So, Well, that's, but, that's the other thing, too. You can really tell where there were two different directors. It was almost absolutely. like visually it completely changes. There's, you could tell where the part... Uh, the guy that played Solo, one of the directors had to bring in an acting coach for him. Yep. Seriously, you have to bring in an acting coach for your star. Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard I heard no. the same thing too. And, and to be quite honest, I mean he he didn't really look a lot like a young Harrison Ford. He really didn't. I, I think they could have if they searched a little bit harder, they could have found somebody who who had who had an acting skill. Number one and number two looked like Harrison Ford. I can't think of anybody See, even, top of my head, but even that you, you really you can't match Harrison Ford so I tried so hard to kind of separate myself from that and I did I did a little bit and but it was still just the everything else about that movie sucked balls and I mean I'm not talking like a Mia Khalifa kind of way it it just sucked balls (laughs) well don't hold back tell you how you tell us how you really feel well anyway carrying on (laughs) my other bit of news uh, a couple of things we've got um Thanks to our folks over at uh, Straight Chilling. They reminded me about uh, La Llorona coming out. It's a new movie in the Conjuring universe, which I'm really excited about. It does have um, Tony Amendola in it, who was the priest in Annabelle. Who and also, helps and also out Braytac, and, by and, the way. What's up? I said it was also Braytac in Stargate SG-1. Oh, yeah, there you go. He's uh, in Curse of La Llorona, still as, as the priest, um helping out with uh, this family now. So it's pretty cool. I can't wait to see if they progress him a little further. Is is this movie, is this the one that uh, uh, the evil ghost is going after the kids? Yes. It's it's like, it's uh, does it take place in Mexico or something like that, or, or some kind of Latin country? If you consider Los Angeles Latin country, yes. Yes, yes I do. Yes I do. Okay, cool. cool. Okay. I, I just wanted to make sure we were talking about the same movie. So, all right, Yes, cool. it is. Now, I mean, Curse of La Llorona is actually steeped in an actual lore so if you want i would recommend looking her up and you can find out the story of that ghost and and things like that it's she's actually a pretty cool story but uh continuing on uh with the kid theme uh this past what was it week this past weekend in ipswich 
uh, some kids, I guess, went to the theater to see uh, a Peppa Pig movie. And they were greeted with trailers for uh, Ma and Brightburn. Oh. Yeah, so supposedly a lot of kids are emotionally scarred and... Oh, they needed their safe space and their mommy to hug them because they couldn't handle the scary scenes that they saw on TV or on the screen. Can't can't we just give them uh, uh, trophies for surviving it and move on from it? <laughs> oh, thank you so much for that. <laughs> I, I just had a discussion with um, somebody who made a, a really cool looking mug for us, by the way. I'll, I'll post a picture of it on, on Instagram. Um, you listened to me. Sweet. Because I said mug. Huh? I said mugs. You said mug, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I I have a thing. I keep on buying coffee mugs with everything on it. It it drives my roommates absolutely crazy because we have at least a good 50 coffee mugs, and it's usually my fault. Uh, so any other new coffee mugs, I'll absolutely uh, look at. Oh, it's not a coffee mug. It's it's a tum- tumbler mug. Oh, you meant that kind of mug. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they made one for us, and yep. we were talking with the, the lady that made it for us, her and her husband. And I was uh, I was really amazed at how we were we had the same kind of outlook on some of the things that were going on in the world today. And I actually found myself wishing that we were back in like the 1930s uh, (laughs) when and, you know, I'm not going to say it too much. But uh, right now we just have a world where kids are coddled too much and they're growing up entitled and not afraid of anything. And that can be good and it can be bad. And right now, it's bad. You know, we have kids that think that uh, they can get their teachers in trouble by saying whatever the hell they want uh, and not have to do what the teacher tells them to do because they're their own person and mommy says they're special. I, oh my God, I'm just getting so pissed at things lately. I'm really turning into that old curmudgeon. I can't wait for you to become a parent. Um, I, I actually kind of kind of half agree with you on, on most of that and uh, not not to really get into a, like a semantic debate and stuff like that because I know that's not what people want but uh, just to throw my two cents in um, I'm I, I for the most part agree with you on that and uh, I do kind of blame our generation for that because there are kids that are growing up and our kids kids that are that are doing that so somewhere along the line, we broke. I don't know where we broke, but we broke. And I don't know if it's our parents that did it to us. I don't know where that came from, but something happened somewhere. Um, I'm not sure if it's, if, if we can blame it on the internet. If we're going to blame it on the internet, blame it on Al Gore. So uh, because apparently this is all his doing. But uh, I don't know. I don't know where where it all stems from. But I, I really have a feeling that that we did it somehow. And I would like it fixed, please. Yeah, we we did, and it's. When we started thinking about everyone else's feelings and invalidating your own feelings because of, you know, someone else's thoughts. And it's just it's been a snowball that's been rolling downhill and gathering steam and gathering bullshit. I I just I don't know. I see the some of these entitled little brats and I just want to slap the fucking shit out of them. It's okay. It's okay. You're in a safe space. You're in a safe space. It's okay. I had a woman in, in my store today uh, who came up to the counter and she's paying her bill and her precious little boy started to run around the store, jumping on our furniture, jumping off the, the furniture and smacking things on the wall. And all she would do is turn around and say, 
please don't do that. You know where to sit. Sit your bottom on the chair. And then turn around and go, the kid didn't listen to her. Kid didn't do what the hell he was told. And she didn't care. I was like, listen, lady, you and little Johnny son of a bitch need to get the fuck out of my store pretty soon because I'm about to smack both of you. Little Johnny, was that his actual name? Little Johnny, I don't think you should say their real names. Uh, No, it was uh, Little Johnny Mama Should Have Swallowed. (laughs) But anyway, anyway, we digress. Yes, very very much digressed. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to us by another Patreon supporter, who we probably will lose a few now, but... (laughs) It's brought to us by another uh, by Patreon supporter Larissa. She brought us um, our first Patreon episode with uh, teeth, and vengeance will be coming. And today she brought us Jaws, and you too can have us review any movie you like. You can torture us. You can, you know, give us a good time. Whatever you like, uh, for only five dollars, pledge that to uh, the show. That helps us keep the the lights on. Helps us keep the ball rolling. Helps us keep going. So. Uh, Jump on over to Patreon or PayPal and send in $5 and what movie you want us to review, and we'll get right on it. But today's episode is... You there, Chris? Yeah, I'm right here. <laughs> What's today's episode? Oh, I am I thought you were about to say it. I was sitting here waiting, going, why isn't he talking? <laughs> See, this is the problem being like 2,000 miles away, because you have no idea that the guy's sitting there waiting. Um, I wasn't oh, even pointing at you. I, <laughs> I can't see that. Uh, <laughs> uh, today's episode is Jaws, uh, the 1975 uh, Steven Spielberg classic. Yes, it is. And Jaws actually is still one of the uh, extremely well-rated um, movies. For example, let me open up my little handy-dandy notebook here. Uh, on IMDb, it's still rated 8 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, a 90% uh, fresh rating. Metacritic still comes in at an 87. It's a fantastic movie. It is. It absolutely is, especially for all the problems that they had making it. It it definitely panned out in the end. Absolutely. I mean, it it spawned three sequels uh, and and all the other shark movies that came after it, just trying to be a Jaws. You know, some of them. Well, you know, some of them did well. Let's not discuss the sequels. No, no, no. Uh, uh, well, although I will say this much: if we're, if we're going to just talk sequels for one quick second, uh, my favorite out of the other three is number three. I think uh, the one with Louis Gossett Jr. was fantastic. And it's back, the fact that it was in 3D and it was that good old red and blue glasses, cheap 3D, it's fantastic. Mm. Better than Jaws Revenge. You have to give me that. Mm. Better that's than Jaws Revenge. World. Yes, that's the one at the at the fake SeaWorld, correct. Yeah. Well, no, it was real SeaWorld. Uh, uh, one of uh, Devil Bunny's father's co-workers is actually when, when they're in the glass tunnel that's, mm-hmm. that's at SeaWorld. And uh, the shark goes, uh, Bruce goes swimming by. Um, When the audience or when the crews, the people start running out of that tunnel, (laughs) she's the first one that comes running out of the tunnel. Oh, really? That's neat. That's nifty. Um, What what I meant by uh, not being SeaWorld, though, is I I don't think they called it SeaWorld in the movie. That's all. They may may have filmed it at SeaWorld. I don't know. Actually, I don't even know. Why are we discussing this movie? (laughs) I have no idea what you just said because everything's all muffled and it's making weird clicking sounds. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Let's see if I can fix that. Talk amongst yourselves. Go ahead. I'm going to try to fix it. I, I don't I don't know what this... All right, folks. Um, ooh, uh, is that any better? How you doing? Is that any better? You still hear the clicking sound? Uh, no, I don't hear the clicking sound. You're actually much clearer. I still ah. hear underwater sounds when I talk, but that's it. Okay. 
Well, hopefully, hopefully that helps you out. Okay. So tell us about Jaws, Chris. Uh, well, Jaws is a movie. Um, it came out in 1975, directed by Steven Spielberg. It uh, took a lot of money to make, made uh, made a decent amount of money, uh, based off a book uh, of the same name. Um, and it's a big robotic shark uh, that makes uh, some swimmy sounds when it goes in the water and uh, eats people. Um, oh it also has... God. It also has uh, some really, really good classic lines, um, like uh, "That's a bad hat, Harry." <clears throat> Excuse me, um, and uh, some uh, lots of other really, really interesting things came out of this. Um, and something that I was somebody reminded me of today, which I completely forgot about, uh, which was the Mandela effect. And we, we spoke about that uh, uh, before before we started recording today. I completely forgot about it. And being the fact that you um, said it correctly, go ahead and say what that is. You're going to need a bigger boat. Or we're going to need a bigger boat. See, that was the Mandela no, it's your. effect. No, no, it's your. <laughs> it is your, but I mean, the uh, the whole Mandela effect uh, was uh, people thinking that it was, we're going to need a bigger boat, and it was completely misconstrued. Or, or maybe a movie made in a different dimension. I guess we're never going to know. Um, but uh, it was, uh, you're going to need a bigger boat. Well, what I'm wondering is, um, in Kevin Smith's... Uh what is it? Clerks. I think they, yep. they make mention of that. And I'm pretty sure in Clerks, he says, we're, we're going to need a bigger boat. boat. Yep. And I think because that was, hell, even that was 20-something years ago, I'm wondering if maybe that's where people are getting that, that quote from, not so much from the movie. A lot of us, I mean, this movie came out the year I was born. So I didn't really get into Jaws until, you know, maybe 15 years after its release. Sure. Um, and then Jaws, I mean, um, Clerks wasn't too far behind after that. So maybe that's where a lot of people are getting the confusion of the lines. It's very possible. It is very possible. In which case, we can blame the entire Mandela effect on Kevin Smith, which uh, that's impressive. Yeah. That's impressive if, if it's him. It is very impressive. There's a lot of things I do blame him for, but <laughs> I couldn't blame him for the Mandela effect. <laughs> Leave the man alone. It's been through enough. Oh, I I do. Um, he's he's my hero, really. I mean, he's done everything that I wished I could do. Um, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I changed my mind. Um, so getting back, getting back to Jaws. <clears throat> um, so this was one of those type of movies that uh, I wouldn't personally I wouldn't classify as horror, and I know you probably have it up on your screen. So, uh, what is what do they classify this as? Do they classify this as thriller? Uh, way to put me on the spot there. The only thing oh, I have up on my screen right now is Laser Wolf on Midnight Swim. Um, <laughs> uh, let me, let me a, take a look here. Uh, you mean I will swim? look it up for you. Uh, da, 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 no, it actually nice. said Midnight Swim. Really? That's weird. Yeah. This is listed as Adventure, Drama, and Thriller. Adventure, Drama, and Thriller. Okay. All right. Now, um, for me though, yeah. uh, I consider thriller just a subgenre of horror. Sure, I would agree with that. I would agree with you. Um, but definitely not. I mean, as far as horror is concerned, for this movie, I mean, it's not like we were watching the shark ripping people apart and stuff like that. I mean, it was it was assumed being ripped apart, and and you get a lot of the blood in the water, and it it, they do, it does a really good job at making you anxious. Um, and especially because you can't see what's under the water type of thing. And, and, and giving us the angles from the shark's point of view, um, I thought was a great idea. 
um, and holding off the shark as long as they possibly could to, to give you that suspense of what's it look like, how big is it, you know, uh, that, that type of that type of thought. If, if you've never seen it before, obviously. Um, but uh, I I thoroughly enjoy Jaws every every time I watch it. I I think it's a it's a great movie. Um, it'll definitely be a classic forever. Um, the ending is fantastic. Uh, you know, I, I personally can't say enough good things about it. Um, what uh, was your take? I actually really enjoy this movie as well. I don't think you could watch it, say, you know, three or four weeks in a row, you know, at least once a week. I, I think you would get bored with it at that point. But yeah. when it crosses your mind or it's on TV or you, you decide, you know what, I haven't seen it in a while, let's throw it in. It's still an enjoyable movie. And like you said, um, it keeps the shark hidden. The the very beginning, I mean, it starts with a shark attack, and yep. I love that. Um, it does take place in Massachusetts, uh, so we've got that kind of tie to it. I really enjoy that. Um, all in all, I mean, it's it's a great movie. Uh, I my personal favorite part of this movie is the fact that they don't shy away from uh, attacking children. You know, oh, and yeah. <laughs> this may be this may be because of my curmudgeon old man attitude coming up. <laughs> but um, when it went after that kid, and I mean, it was bloody and gory the way they took that kid out. And then they're talking about it later on. Well, you know, let's cut this shark's stomach open, and if little Billy falls out, then you know we know it's the right shark. Holy shit, dude! Really, you you're talking about a kid's corpse <laughs> falling out of a shark? <clears throat> Fuck yeah! This is great. And, so. And- to to the uh, uh, to uh, what's his name's credit, and for some reason uh, I'm looking right at right at him, and I can't get his name out. It's not Brody. It's not Brody. Uh, oh, Richard Dreyfus, uh, Matt Matt Hooper, the Hooper's credit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was definitely the right thing to do. I mean, because you he's clearly saying this isn't the right shark, you know, and and the mayor just wants to keep money rolling into the town. He doesn't want everyone to starve, uh, which which is understandable, but. You really gotta listen to what the guy's saying. The guy actually knows what the hell he's talking about, you know. So right. he, they exactly. they probably should have. If if they had done that immediately, more than likely a lot of these deaths probably wouldn't have happened, you know, at, at that point. But you know, if you take it from the mayor's point of view, the mayor just wants uh, wants to keep the uh, the city going. You know, he needs uh, they need the the money and they need uh, the Fourth of July celebration. Right. Well, that's that's the only part. Speaking of that, the the only part that really kind of pissed me off was when little Johnny son of a bitch's mother comes up, mm. and she smacks the sheriff. Smacks him. Yeah. Blames blames the sheriff. Yep. The mayor is standing right behind him. He can only do what the mayor will allow him to do. Yep. And the mayor did not allow him to shut down the the beach. Yep. So that that kind of pissed me off that she didn't, you know, uh, go after the mayor instead of you know going after the sheriff, but. Um, all in all, I mean, this, this movie is fantastic. I, I love the, the scenery. I love the fact that it, it does have hor- a ton of horror elements. I would classify this as a horror movie. And the majority of it takes place in the broad daylight. Bright, mm-hmm. sunshiny. The only thing that's obscuring your view of the shark is water. Yep. I love it. <clears throat> yep. And... uh being 1975, and I should have looked this up, and I didn't, but I'm going to throw it out here anyway, and maybe, maybe one of the listeners knows. I, the, the invention of the shark cage, uh, whatever year that they, they invented the shark cage, the fact that they're utilizing this in this in this movie, and the fact that they've already seen the size of this shark, and, and Hooper thinks 
it that he's going to be okay in this shark cage is just laughable to me. Um, the shark, I mean, it's looking at the size of the shark, he may as well have jumped into the water surrounded by aluminum foil. You know, there was nothing really protecting you at that point. So I'm not very surprised that the shark manages to get his, get his way through that. Yeah, no, I, I understand that as well. Um, I just actually looked it up while we were on there because I don't think, uh, you said, you asked if our listeners knew, I don't think either of them know, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, according to, um, a quick Google search, Shark cages were actually first developed by Jacques Cousteau. That's not surprising. Uh, Cousteau used a sh- Cousteau used a shark cage during the production of the Silent World, which was released in 1956. So only 19 years before this movie was made, was a shark cage utilized. Nifty, that is nifty. So I wonder if that being the case, um, did they ever decide to to update the materials it was made from? Um, you know, due to you know bigger sharks, much ever. You know, maybe maybe not. I mean. How often do you think a shark manages to get his get his way through uh, through one of those cages? At least one of the older cages. Um, nowadays, I would I would think not at all, absolutely not at all. But I don't know. Well, would, would you would you ever go in the water in one of those cages? Yes, yes, because there's there's very few sharks out there that are like Bruce or like Meg. Uh, so that type of shark cage, you know, an average shark, it should keep them out. I would, I would agree. I would agree. I mean, but Jaws did, uh, me seeing this as a, as a child, I want to say that I saw this movie probably when I was nine or 10, um, because my family kind of thought of, Hey, it's, it's a fun, you know, summer flick. Let's watch it. Um, it scared me for years about getting in the pool by myself, even in the daylight, even, (laughs) you know, I did not want to be in water by myself. Um, definitely didn't want to go to the beach. Uh, that, that this movie really tainted that for a long, long time. But um, uh, the thought of what's under the water uh, is thrilling. I don't want to say thrilling, but is horrific enough to some, in some cases because you don't know what's under there. You don't know what's cir- circling your feet. You don't know if you have a twenty-five foot great white shark, you know, waiting to come up and, and grab your leg. You have no idea. That's a horrific thought, you know. So mm-hmm. to to af- after seeing something like this, then go to the beach. Yeah, you're gonna think twice about going in the water. <laughs> Their, oh, yeah. their, ta- yeah. their tagline was great. Their tagline was absolutely great for this movie. I actually, um, one of the times in my, my younger teen years, my family went to Cocoa Beach on vacation. And while we were at Cocoa Beach, I got fin, uh, fin circled. You see, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. They may not like the taste of us, but it doesn't mean that they don't want to try a piece. Just to make sure. Right. So, um, but, you know, overall... Uh, absolutely fantastic movie, and if it wasn't for Jaws, and I hate to say the sequels that followed, but if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have such great other movies as Sharknado, Sharknado 2, uh, Sharknado 3, um, Deep Blue Sea, Deep Blue Sea's fantastic, uh, actually Deep Blue Sea is fantastic, and uh, and The Meg, which... Uh, I, 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 oh my god, no, no. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy had, shit! No, <laughs> I had a little bit of a sarcastic tone. At least I hope I did. Um, yeah, no. Uh, uh, obviously, Sharknado, not not the best movies, but Deep Blue Sea was fantastic. That's what I'm saying. Holy shit! No, to wait, really? <laughs> Come on, the the death Samuel Jackson's death scene in that movie what, is is comedy gold. It is. Comedy that was the only gold. thing good in the movie. Oh, oh my on. god! The sharks learned- can swim backwards. Well, I mean, if you're going to operate on their brand, of course they can. 
they're learning they're evolving um, i would probably prefer watching i don't know sharknado six i don't i don't are they up to six is it yeah i, I, st- I stopped watching after two so um yeah no, no. Re- it went um sharknado one was mm-hmm. in 2013 yep. sharknado two in 2014 sharknado three in 2015 uh, Sharknado pattern. four, in sixteen, five in seventeen, and six in two thousand eighteen. Wow! So seven this year, or is six the end of it? Uh, no, six was supposed to be the last one. <laughs> I, I love the sub names: Sharknado, Sharknado two, the second one, Sharknado three, oh hell no, Sharknado <laughs> four, the fourth awakens. Sharknado 5, Global Swarming, and Sharknado, the last Sharknado, It's About Time. (laughs) I'm sorry, The Fourth Awakens, really? Oh, what a bad pun. Oh, but I, I, I really enjoy bad puns, and that one hurts. That one really, really hurts. Oh, my sensibilities are gone right out the window. Um... (laughs) So as far as uh, my opinion on the movie, I, th- I think I, uh, I pretty much stated, you know, I, I really enjoyed it and um, I would definitely recommend it for anybody who wants to see it. Yeah, no, there, there were some great parts in this movie out even outside of the main story, you know, with, with the shark. You have uh, actors like Robert Shaw, who played Quint. There was uh, a whole sub story that he uh, dictated to you. Uh, throughout the movie, talking about his his past, how he was on what was the USS Indianapolis? I think was his. Uh, yeah, the ship I think that's that he what he said. On? Yep, I think that's what he said. Um, that went down, and uh, everybody had to try and survive in the water. But the majority of the the crew ended up getting attacked by sharks. So he's got this tie to uh, sharks on its own. Um, the the story going on with um, oh, you just mentioned his name. What was his name? Hooper. Yeah, the guy who played Hooper, Richard uh, Dre- Richard Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Yep. Uh, his story about how you know he works for the institute and he's here to to do this, this, this. Everybody had their little sub stories, and they all interwove together to bring us you know Jaws. And I think it, it's a fantastic movie. It really is. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it spawned movies like Sharknado. But it also brought us uh, other, you know, killer uh, creatures in the water movies like Orca. I mean, there, mm. there's some great... Actually, you know what? Before I go too far with that, let me double check and make sure. Now that I think about it, I think Orca is think definitely or- after. So yeah, we're good. I, I was going to say, I think Orca was after. I think Orca was after. I think Orca was like later 70s, maybe early 80s. So 77, only two years later. Okay, yeah. I, def- I, knew, I knew it wasn't that. I knew it wasn't early. It was early '75. So, and which is also, by the way, uh, on on the list of movies I have not seen as of yet. So, yep. So let's let's go ahead and, and just jump right into it. Um, let's let's rate it. You know, I, first off, let me let me say thank you so much, Larissa, for sending us this one. It does not make up for teeth, but it was still a, a great watch. It was great to to kind of go back and see this. Um, what would you give it, Chris? Uh, well, rating uh, like what we did last time of the uh, zero out of five or the one out of five, uh, this movie definitely gets a solid four for me. Um, it takes a lot to get to a five for me, but uh, 
uh, this movie definitely gets a solid four. Uh, the music score, um, you know, one what, what of the best, John Williams. Uh, one of the best directors, Steven Spielberg. The the story itself is fantastic. It never really gives you a moment of, <clears throat> excuse me, never really gives you a moment of uh, boredom. I don't I don't ever recall uh, yawning once while watching this movie, and I never once ever looked at my phone, even though I've seen this movie like a half a dozen times, maybe a little bit more. Um, so, uh, movie definitely gets a solid four for me. Yeah, yep. Um, I would go definitely a solid four, maybe even leaning towards a 4.5 uh only because of the the nudity i love gratuitous <laughs> nudity who doesn't so uh if we're gonna go uh on the basis of the movie i'm definitely giving it a four if we're gonna go ahead and give it the the gratuitous half star i may do that as well so yeah yeah give it give um, it why not give it a the okay yeah, and you know what i'm i'm definitely i'm gonna give it four and a half definitely because a the the nudity be the fact that they didn't shy away from attacking a kid. Uh, we had a severed head, uh, girls' hands, missing fingers. We, this actually was a pretty gory movie. So, uh, yeah, definitely a four and a half. And I would highly recommend watching this movie. Fantastic. And what what uh, what are our feelings on two through four? <laughs> I would highly recommend Jaws. Definitely. <laughs> Okay, look, it's not even the same shark by the end. How does it know to go after this family, and why is it hunting the family? You know, uh, clearly, um, all the great white sharks on the planet know about the Brodies. Clearly, they do. And, and what, do it, they have a hive mind? Yeah, yeah, completely, completely. I mean, I know that's, that's something you, you weren't aware of with sharks, and uh, Jacques Cousteau actually uh, had that, uh, uh, did an entire entire series about the uh, hive mind of the great white shark um and uh, i am completely full of shit i i really have no idea i really really have no idea hey uh real quick let, let i need to, to break away from jaws for a second because I, I remember reading something recently um that uh and since you're a discovery a star trek discovery fan what is this i hear they're bringing the borg in have not heard that. I've been avoiding the entire second season because I have not watched anything yet. So thank you for that. No, uh, I actually, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't heard anything about that. To be honest, um, I have been avoiding everything because I, I'm waiting for the end so I can just watch them all in one shot. So, um, oh, okay. But uh, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Uh, are they planning on bringing the Borg in on this season or season three? Well, I'm. I don't want to. I guess I don't want to ruin it for you, but I haven't. I haven't watched anything from the last half of season one and season two. But I guess somebody says something. So I was trying to look up the line. It's not the line "resistance is futile," but it is that line, just in a different, different way of saying it. Uh, you can't resist. <laughs> no, it's um. See, I'm trying to find it, but it was something like um fighting is stupid i, I don't i don't remember <laughs> that, that is very bored hey, right that's very bork sounding very very bork sounding <laughs> that's it hey if either of our listeners know and you want to <laughs> write in and let us know um ah oh, damn it I, it's got to be in there somewhere where is it bringing back the borg is let me see this one you know, it, while, while you're looking it up, just real quick, um, 
I know that I, I watched all the uh, Enterprise episodes the moment Scott Bakula, and I'm pretty sure you did too. So when they introduced the Borg in Enterprise, uh, even the fact that oh, we really, is. even the fact that we really never even got to them in that century, we didn't get to them until you know Picard's era. Uh, it was still a really good episode, and I thought it was a really really fun thing to do. But I, personally, I just kind of wonder what happened to all the records of them if if we never knew about them until the 24th century. So, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. No, it says your uh, Discovery crew believed it had eradicated control, but the program managed to copy itself into Captain Leland's Section 31 ship in Perpetual Infinity. In Perpetual Infinity. Control takes holographic form and captures Leland. It it plans to inject Leland with an inorganic matter that will allow it to take control of Leland's body, making it easier for control to pursue its goal. When Leland tries to break free from his restraints, control lets him know that, quote-unquote, struggle is pointless. So is this trying to say the birth of the board? Well, you know, different Star Trek timeline. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when I read that, that actually kind of piqued my interest, and maybe I will watch Discovery because the Borg, I think, are probably my favorite Star Trek uh, enemy. Really? I I, yes, I enjoy definitely. the Borg. I really enjoy the Borg. Uh, Klingons have always been. Uh, been my top, but Borg is right underneath Klingon. Um, but uh, yeah. I like the Borg, and I like um, the uh, I know, fuck. I, I can't remember their name now. Cardassian, the Romulan, Romulan, the evil Vulcans. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yes. All right, so let's go ahead and, and end this episode. We're about forty-four minutes in, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> We got a little bit of uh, housekeeping to go over. Um, gonna let you guys know which the next movie is that we're gonna review. Um, Chris, you want to tell them what the next movie is? Absolutely. Uh, we're gonna be pulling a deep, deep, deep dive a movie that's uh, came out in 1990. Uh, it's called Meridian by Full Moon, a very good classic B movie, uh, which I have not seen yet. But uh, I'm going on uh, what I've read, which is a very good classic B movie. Um, but definitely made by Full Moon. Uh, and uh, we were discussing Full Moon movies earlier. And uh, uh, a lot of the stuff that we watched, you know, in, in our teens and everything that came from Full Moon and probably gave us our, our actual love of uh, crappy horror movies. Not, well, I shouldn't say crappy horror movies, but let's just say low-budget horror movies. Um, and, and why they're fun to watch and stuff like that. So we're going uh, to take a look at Meridian and uh, get back with all, all, the, all you with our thoughts. Which... Uh... Following the recording of this episode, I'll go ahead and I'll make a post on Twitter and Instagram announcing it as well. And we'd love to, oh, and uh, Facebook, we'd love to get your guys' input. You know, which you, have you seen it? What did you like about it? And uh, and so on. But um, don't forget, guys, speaking of that, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, the Snapchat, um, Facebook, Vero, uh, pretty much any social network outlet with the exception of MySpace. And I just can't get us back on MySpace. <laughs> but um, you can also check us out on Patreon. Patreon uh, is where you can donate to us. There, Right now, there are still only two tiers. I know before I mentioned that we would be opening up a third tier, uh, which would allow you to get a collectible embroidered hat. That has not happened yet because I did not have the correct format for the design to go down and have the hats made but i do now 
so we'll probably be probably about a month we'll have the hats made and we'll be opening up that third tier but right now there's only two uh a repeating one dollar a month donation which gets you all of our exclusive content with our right now there's only one episode in there and that's our review of ghosts prequel album and coming up we're going to be recording another one probably would you say this weekend chris yeah more than likely more than likely probably this um this coming weekend we'll be recording one uh all about celebrity murderers or celebrities who were charged with murder so you can get a a heads up on that and start looking up some of those and know what we're going to be talking about um but there's oh, the second tier is $5, and it's a one-time donation, despite the fact that Patreon says it's a per-month uh, fee. It is only a one-time donation. Donate $5, you hit us up and tell us what movie you'd like us to review, and you get an on-air thank you as well. Just like today's episode was brought to you by Larissa. Thank you, Larissa. Yes, and uh, next time, Larissa, if uh, you want to go ahead and, and donate another $5 um, to choose something that is a... Uh, uh, I'm not going to say better than Jaws, but definitely better than Teeth. Anything better than Teeth. Anything. Anything. Yes. Uh, yes. I'll take anything. Uh, if you if you want to do Young Sherlock Holmes, that was that was horrible. I'll watch that. Um, uh, come on. Uh, any, anything else. Anything, you know, really. Anything. I may even watch 13 Ghosts. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, you hear that? Okay. <laughs> All right. There's a, there's a $5 but. donation maybe from me. I was going to say, but somebody's got to donate $5 for me to watch Ghost. I mean, uh, 13 Ghosts. You know what? Yeah, you'd have to donate 5 bucks for me to watch Ghost, too. I, I just can't say <laughs> it anymore. And... <laughs> that is a $15 donation, just uh, for people listening. <clears throat> right. Well, anyway, uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for participating. Thank you for everything that you do to help keep us uh, going with this. Uh, I think I'm going to try something new with this episode, too, and actually have the Jaws theme, uh, the soundtrack playing uh, in the background. I found a way that I can actually have it really quiet and muted while our voices are still, you know, on top. So I may try that with this episode. If it came through, let us know what you think. Uh, if not, then please ignore everything you just heard for the last 20 <laughs> seconds. Anything you'd like to add, Chris? Uh, no more spoilers about Star Trek, please. I thought you were watching it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's it. That's all I got. All right, guys. Well, thanks again, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Have a great night.